Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. When we began our uh, freedom of information request for this document, we thought that the report itself should be pretty easy to get to the National Archives. We were mistaken. The archives did not have a copy and informed us that the Durant report was in the custody of the CIA. We filed FOIA reports with the CIA. And the CIA did have the documents in their custody, in fact, several versions of it. This uh, was released by uh, KUFON, the Computer UFO Network, a report of Scientific Advisory Panel on Unidentified Flying Objects, convened by the Office of Scientific Intelligence, the CIA, on January 14th through 18th, 1953. The direct report of, of the Robertson panel proceedings. Joining me today again is Dr. Bill. How you doing, Bill? Hey. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey. Hang on, let me just fix something. It's got some technical I'm here. difficulties. I'm here. Okay. I touched something. There might have been a small cutout there. Because yeah, I, I touched something. Sorry. I touched a button. Yeah. Shall we start again? You want to start no, again? no, keep going. Okay. We'll, we'll fix it. Right. it. It's either there or it's not. So, okay. <laughs> Hopefully, I've lost too many people in the beginning. Yeah, well, this is an interesting report. I mean, um, the um, shall we talk about the movie first? Um, oh, the uh, UFOs are real. The nineteen seventy nine documentary that's on YouTube. You know, it's it's an hour and a half. I thought it was a little shorter, but it was really interesting. It had a lot of. I, it had Travis Walton in it. It had Benny and Barney yeah. Hill. Yeah. The real ones, not just. Well, it had know, had uh, Barbara. Is it Barbara Hill? Had the, the wife. The wife. The the and other Betty, guy had passed passed Betty. on at that point. Betty Hill. Benny. Barney and Benny. Betty. Betty. Betty Hill was in Betty it. Betty Hill. Yep. Barney. Barney, Betty. Barney wasn't there because he had passed away. Uh, he had died. So, uh, you know that was really interesting. Um, we had a lot of our the people we've been talking about over the um, episodes. Yeah, man, uh, it had a lot of UFO footage. It was really good, not just and looked real and was determined to be. Um, well, looked real. I mean, it's hard to say if it's real because you can't put your hand on it. But as real as it can be with the uh, technology that um, existed at the time. Yeah, yeah. There's Flying a- saucers. Yep, yeah. there's a lot of lots and lots of pictures and videos and, and different things. But this is also yeah. all this stuff had come out after Project Blue Book was shut down in nineteen seventy nine, so like there's no official analysis no government analysis right. or, or anything of this stuff. So I sent you a picture of that alien. The you stuffed alien? Yeah, okay, so there's the deal. Bark box, which is not a sponsor, by the way, I'm going to bark box. Bark, uh, bark, bark box, box, we get a monthly my wife is has no we has no children of her own, so the dogs are her her kids, and she gets a bark box every month. Uh-huh. And in the bark box has snacks and treats and um, is it a bark animal? Bark, bark like bark. Okay. Yeah, and so she's she gets this thing and she goes, "You got to see this." The one they sent us, um, it's called uh, Alien Autopsy. <laughs> like not 
Alien autopsy. I have to look at the look at the label. Yeah. And it's uh, you know soon for YouTubers we'll have this everything on video, but for now, uh, and it's got an alien. It's got like a sliced open stomach. Yeah, it was what I thought it was just like a cross or an emblem no. or something. Yeah, I can you see that. The, if you look at the top right of the picture. It's got the guts of the alien. So you oh. stuff the guts. Oh, that, see that, that purple that, thing? The purple thing. Okay, yeah. That's the guts. You put the guts inside <laughs> the alien so the dog could pull the guts out of the alien. What it's a, bizarre. What a great <laughs> toy. You should give this to children. Yeah, I, I think I need to. Uh, I think we're going to put it on the website. I'm going to have it with Max pulling out the guts, and I'll just. Oh, that's. You know, it's. <laughs> Somebody's, <laughs> someone's having way too much fun with the stuff. Oh man, it's good. It's big too. I said, man, it's pretty, yeah, it's the, biggest, it's the biggest toy we've ever gotten. So of course, Max <laughs> wanted it, so I had to get it from the dog, and then I, I put it in the office. So, you know, it's it kind of funny. Before he destroys it. Yes. So let's talk about the Robertson Report and Kufon, which I had. I did not know that the C can make computer. I had to look at it. I go, what is Kufon? Oh, com- you know? and, yeah, yeah. He called the Computer UFO Network on the World Wide Web. Yeah. So and they're no longer around, right? I guess. I this was that was put together by um, I can't remember his name. Some guy. Uh, he worked with um, worked with this report. This report. Yeah. Well, he worked with yes. he worked with. I'm looking for the. Things. We got Dale Goody. Dale Goody is the coupon. Uh, is the one who's initiating. He, the, he worked with Kufos. So oh, Kufos. Kufon, the, uh, well, this Kufon. guy. I can't remember the guy's name. It was Smith or something. I have his obituary yeah. here, somewhere in my pile of papers. But he actually worked with. Um, he was like a friend of Heineck, the guy that did. I think the computer UFO network. Yeah, he he did Kufon, right? Yeah, he did Kufon, and his he was putting together a um, computerized a, a database for this, and I think a bunch of people have done that, but I haven't seen any sort of. Uh, uh, yeah, because it's the CIA. Because I've got the letter from him. Well, that's from the CIA. Well, that that was uh, Kuf Kufon Kufos Kufon. I can't keep track. They redacted the, the, the address. Of well, like Kufon, it's in here. But it's, uh, you know, you can't, uh, I mean, this the site's there. It's up. It's got a lottery. Kufon, UFO, Computer UFO Network. Uh, it's got a bunch of names. Webmaster, Chris Lamb, Lambright, Information Director, Dale Goody, Sysop, Jim Klotz. So, yeah, there was, uh, the idea was, I think this was the guy, I can't see his, his, uh, it's from 1994, though. Yeah. Well, the guy that started this, I think he worked with uh, Heineck, and they were. And the idea was just to get a, this stuff into a computer so that it was searchable database, and they could do relation, relation, relational stuff with it. And I mean, nothing's really come from these analysis and stuff. I mean, it's, it's you can't do you can't do much. It's like the um, uh, Galileo project is is saying they're going to use the new AI stuff, which can look for relationships that we don't necessarily see. That's something that's fallen out from this AI um, programs that they use now for, like, facial recognition and stuff. Right. Facial recognition has gotten pretty powerful. 
because um, when I came back from Europe, you go to the uh, global entry station, and you don't even, it used to be you would put your hand down to read your fingerprints, and you'd put your passport down to read your passport. Right. Now, now you just point the camera at your face and push a button, and then it spits out all your information. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it, was so, it was so wild. I mean, I go in there and go, okay. So they got a sign up that says, everything has changed. And, it, and you do it and you do it and it just spits it out. It's got your name, your, all your information, and then you just go through passport control. You just hand it to the guy and he says, you know, he says, happy days, and you just walk through. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. Did you have to? Uh, t- you didn't have to take a COVID test or anything. I did on the way back. Yeah, I, I bought one. You do it online, um, so it's like they'll. It depends on the airline. I was the airline I was flying on. If you're flying on American Airlines and you do this test, which was the Abbott test, they will report it to the airline, so you don't have to wor- worry about paperwork or anything. Yeah. Uh, I was on Delta or in KLM. So yeah. all I did was just print out the um, verification from the Abbott Laboratories or whatever affiliates doing the thing for the the test. If you're and flying you, domestic, did you have to do that? No, you went to no, no, you don't. Because I don't want going to Florida in a week. So. No, you don't worry. You just got to wear a mask the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a big flying, deal. Flying first class, man. Are you really? Yeah. Nice. I yeah. You splurging. My wife's like, yeah, my wife's, you know, she's really cheap. So, um, I just, <laughs> I don't want to brag, but it was like, I wanted to just try it. I mean, it's not something we do. We would do every time we fly, but I wanted to, for one time I would thought, you know what? I want to, I want to just for one, it'll probably be no different. <laughs> it's oh, it's like, a, oh, it's a, it's a little different. You get the board early. Um, I don't know what they, um, they We're used to, they used dr- to give, dr- you get drink, drinks, so. you get drinks, um, I mean, you'll sit there, and then I've done it a few times. They'll give you—I've been bumped to first class. They'll give you—you yeah. um, know—they'll bring you a drink while you're sitting there, and while everyone else is boarding, you have a—you have your own steward or stewardess, which for you know, for first class, which oftentimes isn't that large, whereas they have like two people for the hundred people behind you. So yeah, it, it can be nice. Yeah, the yeah, I uh, really—I just want it for the room, and you know, it's a little roomier, right? So, yeah. Oh no, you'll have it's a nice way to go. It's 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 the problem yeah, well, is, is when I was flying all the time they would bump me every once in a while and they always bump you on your outgoing trip. So yeah. you have this you have this very sort of luxurious experience on your way out. And then on the way back they'll stick you in cattle class. So it's like the the, the psychology is like ah cattle class yeah and then they'll so so it's like you, when you're flying back you're going oh it was so nice flying out and now i'm stuck in this and when you're you know taller it's i'm stuck in this little tiny seat so that happened to me a bunch of yeah. times well debbie's small so she's like this really has no bearing on me yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, everything seems big to me yeah. so it's i go well that's good um so, oh you'll uh, like it it's worth it it's worth doing it it's fun um, so the Robert, so the Robertson pan, panel, what's this all about? What's this? Uh, well, this I mean, was. Well, I went. Through, I read the whole thing. The, I read the whole. The whole. A lot of it's red, a lot of redacted secret information, but there is some. It does discuss what they were, you know, what what, what they were trying to do. Right. So, 
from the Ruppelt book, I, it was I, they had reached the point. So this has been the UFO stuff has been going on for six years, and I think Ruppelt was Ruppelt was getting ready to leave. Um, I guess his his required his mandatory enlistment was up. So they had this meeting with um, to evaluate UFOs and with the CIA. I guess it was a CIA yeah thing to determine if there was a national security issue with UFOs. Right. And um, so this happened. I have two different reports. Yeah, the one, the larger, I went through both of them. The smaller one is just the bigger, is the same. Yeah, it's like a summary. It's a, a brief. Yeah, know, it briefly. But, the, but I went through the entire, you know, I went through the entire report. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting. Well, um, one, well, one of the things that, that I noticed is in, um, this is not the report that Ruppelt saw. I think that he quotes in his book. Because there's a paragraph in the hierarchy ponders. He says, uh, the scientists spent the next two days pondering a conclusion. They reread reports and looked at the two movies again and again. They called other scientists to double check certain ideas that they had. And they discussed the problems among themselves. They then wrote out their conclusions and each man signed the document. The first paragraph said, we as a group do not believe that it is impossible for some other celestial body to be inhabited by intelligent creatures, nor is it impossible that these creatures could have reached such a state of development that they could visit the earth. However, there is nothing in all of the so-called flying saucer reports that we have read that would indicate that this is taking place. And this, is, this paragraph isn't in any of these reports that have been released. So we have, my conclusion is we have not seen the full Robertson report. This is just the, the remnants of the stuff that's survived through. Well, they redacted. It looks like it's severely redacted. I mean, when they show secret in parentheses, those weird squiggly parentheses, yeah. Yeah. they've redacted a certain portion of it that they weren't letting us see. Well, they did what release. If, if they don't believe anything, I think what it is is they're, they, they're the whatever higher ups are concerned, you know, about um, the public losing their minds if they think that something real is going on with UFOs. You know, I mean, I think that's the crux to the whole thing. They, they're trying to debunk the entire um, subject of, you know, flying saucers and aliens, extraterrestrials and that kind of thing. Well, there's, that's one of the things that, I mean, it's a very... <laughs> they looked at everything and they said, yeah. it's crap. Yeah. It's all crap. We don't believe any of it. Did you see yeah. the part about, um, oh, is that the uh, one of the panel members in his presentation showed how he had eliminated each of the known and probable causes of, the, of sightings, leaving him extraterrestrial as the only one remaining in many cases. And that was uh, Dewey J. Fornit. Oh, yeah. And it's Dewey. Yeah. And he was interesting because he was also instrumental in the sh shutdown of um, NICAP in the early 70s. Really? So, and, but he was a strong proponent for and believer that the UFOs were extraterrestrial. Yeah, now there's some strange stuff that's sort of come through. And this report is also the reason that um, I think like Hynek... Um, 
and other UFO people believe that there is an active cover-up of UFO stuff because of the, the education component that they wanted to, to pursue. Right. So, um, but yeah, I was looking through, one of the things I did is I went through and I looked, at, looked up all the people that were on the panel. It's an impressive panel. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what they were doing. The, the director of the CIA enlisted the service of selected scientists to review and appraise the available evidence in light of the pertinent scientific theories. Yeah, well, they had Howard P. Robertson. He was a Caltech professor and a CIA um, analyst or something. Alvarez, who had the Nobel Prize in, in physics, physicist. He worked on the Manhattan Project, worked with Fermi at University of Chicago, radar expert. Him and his son developed the uh, hypothesis that the that giant meteor wiped out the dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's, really? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff. That's big. Uh, S. A. Goldsmith is a physicist. Manhattan Project. Thornton Page. Uh, Thornton Page. I. A lot of these people, it's funny because it's hard to find information on. Thornton Page, I've read some stuff about him, but I don't remember what it is. He was a University of Chicago physicist, astrophysicist. Uh, Philip G. Strong, retired general. He has a, um, the only thing I could find is that he's got his collected papers on espionage at some university. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he was a CIA um, person. Frederick C.E. Oder, Air Force VP of Lockheed. Uh, Stevenson, I couldn't find any information on him. Lloyd V. Berkner was a physicist, rocketeer, no affiliation with anything. Atmospheric scientist, so he's a CIA guy. Yep. And then Rupelt, Hynek, Fornet, Harry B. Smith might be the Canadian UFO guy. I'm not sure. And uh, Stefan Posny, who was uh, at Elegant uh, Intelligence Officer, Hoover Institute, Space Policy. Uh, he's also a bit of a spook. So, yeah, a really interesting group of people. Uh, and they seem to be, everything they said, well, it was very negative on everything. So, sort of interesting. Um, they reviewed, I guess they did this for three days. So, yeah. they were there for... Anyway, through Saturday... Thursday through Saturday. Uh, Thursday through Saturday. And they saw the... Yeah. They did Project Twinkle, which was the blue um, or the green fireballs. Uh, oh, that was Odor gave the, the Air Force VP Lockheed. That's interesting. Uh, I don't know why it's interesting. Yeah, Twinkle only lasted a year. I was reading about that. With the green, fireball, green fireballs? Yeah, they didn't really... Yeah, they did, Well, a year's a long time. But, you know, the government, they're, you know... They, you trudge through these things. Yeah, they always take everything. Heineck, uh, prepared, read, prepared paper, making certain observations and conclusions. Um, uh, what else? Friday afternoon, Heineck presented Lloyd V. Beckner as panel member, meeting, progress meeting, blah, blah, blah. Recommendations. Saturday morning. Seven. Yeah, so they... Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the panel members were, they were impressed um, in the lack of sound data. 
uh, the great majority of the case histories also in the lack of speedy follow-up due to the primary, primarily modest size and limited facilities of the ATEC section. And that was Rupelt's. He was the head of ATEC, right? Wasn't he? Or he was yeah, he, well, he wasn't. He was the uh, ATEC is a, a, a larger organization. He was in charge of Blue Book. So he's under their, um, yeah. under their umbrella. So they discussed the significant, what they considered significant sightings, uh, the Bellefontaine, Ohio, August 1952, and Great Falls, Minnesota, 1950, and Yak, Montana, 19. So all these through the fifth, it was like a year. It's like they evaluated through one year of sightings, and uh, so that they didn't have too broad a spectrum to have to deal with. I mean, we didn't talk about um, Ro- uh, Roswell. You know, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I started reading. Um, yeah, I've been I've been delving into Roswell a little bit. I started reading um, this book, Witness to Roswell, by Carey and Schmidt. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Schmidt has written uh, two other books on Roswell. I've ordered those, and those are coming in with another guy. And the other guy, apparently, they had a falling out. Because Schmidt had lied about his background, he said he had a. Oh really? Yeah, I don't think it's that big a deal. He's a he apparently, according to this, I guess it was like a Roswell debunking site, or uh, they were saying that he he worked as a postman and he said he had a master's. I don't know if he has a master's or not, but he said he was doing his PhD. But then, like, but the school that that he said he's doing his PhD doesn't give out PhDs. So uh, I don't well. know. But it's like he had some falling out with this other guy that he wrote the two other books. There's two other Roswell books, which I think are very uh, similar to each other. And uh, then there was a Friedman, who's a physicist, wrote a um, uh, Roswell book, another one which I just picked up. So I'll look into Roswell. Yeah, Roswell's fascinating, but who knows? Um, Yeah, well, that's what they talked about on that movie as well. They talked about the Roswell crash and... Yeah, that was witnesses. witnesses. I mean, it's pretty compelling. Yeah, it was just just coming out. Yeah, that was when the 1980s when the first Roswell paper book came out, where they talked about that. Yeah, that 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 movie was pretty uh, pretty cool. Although it did have a couple, it did have a couple issues with it. One of them was they that one guy who's talking about the sightings in Alaska. He's very enthusiastic about UFOs. Retired colonel or something. Yeah. And he's talking about Willie Myers in Switzerland. Uh, Willie Myers is probably a fraud. And one of his videos of a UFO that he says he communicates with and he goes up in him and all this other stuff, and he started a religion. Oh. He, he, uh, wow. One of his UFO videos is actually laughable because you can tell it's like it's you can't see the string, but it's like you know how something <laughs> wobbles when you swing it around? Yeah. It's yeah. got the wobble, and it's like, oh, my God. It's just so obviously fake. Um, but, yeah, if I go back to Switzerland, maybe I'll try and look up his church or something. That might be interesting. <laughs> we should start our own. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's been done, though. So it's done at least a couple times. There was that stuff that I got from when I picked up that book on um, – the uh, oh, those guys. Where is it? The guys from uh, Unbroken Promises, with yeah. the guys that uh, took off from 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 the army base in Germany, yeah. and they went to Pensacola. 
And, and that was all Gulf Breeze. Six. Yeah, and it was all around the other Gulf Breeze stuff, which which we've been looking into. Yeah, and uh, uh, that had pamphlets. That was a some sort of spiritual center where they had um, you know contact with UFOs and you know lengthy. I got a great rambling speech that the space aliens gave to the people at the UFO center about man landing on the moon. Um, Wait, they were at the they were at the church. Of well, ufology. this what it is is they, they, ufo- they. What do we call it? The ufology church of ufology. Uh, I don't know. I got, Scientology. <laughs> I got too much crap here. I need to. Uh, I can't put my finger on the pamphlets right now. They're, they're buried somewhere. Did but they, they come with you with your books? Yeah, the, the guy that some. I guess this spiritual center went out of business, or the people died, and everybody's dying. And, uh, yeah, it's like when we look at this stuff, all these people are dead. So it's like we're trying to research stuff from 70 years ago or longer. And it's just like, you know, everybody's dead. And that was one of the issues in the Roswell book where the guys, the latest one that I'm reading, uh, Witness to Roswell, they're saying it's, you know, they're racing against time because everybody's everybody's um, dying. And this was written in the 90s. So here we are 20 years later, and it's like, all right. So it's like digging up the past. It's like trying to find yeah. old government documents. Um, but yeah, the, well, so the spiritual center, the guy um, had, cl- I guess the people who died and the, things went into storage. And then it, what happens is people don't pay the storage fees and they go to auction. And this guy bought a storage unit and it had all had the library from the spiritual center. Oh, how cool would that be? Oh, yeah. he had. Um, I bought the book on Broken Promises from him, and he sends uh, pamphlets from the uh, Spiritual Center because he's probably got thousands of them. So he'll send like a little extra thing with him for you just yeah. to, if you're to look at it. So we should, we'll spend some time with it. I'll dig those out. We'll talk about those at some point. Do you have the Roswell incident? I have a uh, witness to Roswell, and I, oh, you mean the old paperback? Which I just I just read that. Yeah, the Roswell incident is uh, uh, I got. Yes, it. I thought you. I yeah. Think you gave. Yeah. Yeah, I have it. I got it. I just read it. It's a quick read. Uh, how was it? How was it? Uh, it's good. <clears throat> it's actually really good. It's um, it's worth going through. I had a few critiques, but not nothing, not not a big deal. But then I started going into um, I got the latest book, which was. Witness to Roswell, revised, updated with intriguing new evidence, revised and expanded edition. And that one's, uh, that one I've slowly started reading it. That one looks pretty good. And then I got the older ones just to to have to look at to compare it to the uh, newer stuff. But apparently the previous two books by Schmidt are, 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 you know, I'm, you don't necessarily need to read them because this book will cover all that information. I just got them. For comparison, and the well, we did the the Einstein episode we just did. I mean, how does that compare with the ladies? Uh, um, oh, I interview can't. I, with, I don't, with with her information, uh, well, but, I don't know. Yeah, with did it did the, did they have the amount of? Did they, I'm going to read it, but I mean, I I, 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 I haven't gotten that far yet. The uh, even the Roswell incident book, I don't know if they. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I don't know if they have. Um, Specific numbers in it. I'm just looking at the index. They oh, in that movie they talked about the twining 
memo. Right. Yeah, we should look what? at that. Well, that was that was people really go back to that quite a bit. It might be in this book as we're going all over the, the place. It might be the in the twining memo. Yeah, it might yeah. be in the appendix of this book. So no, I'm not going to mention it. But yeah, that apparently was a people took that as a big deal for um, evidence for UFOs. Yeah, it'll be interesting as we go through Roswell. I mean, I'm going to take the 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 interview from, and I don't have her name in front of me. Um, oh, the, the uh, uh, Shirley uh, Shirley Wright. Yeah, the lady uh, Shirley Wright interview um, that was at Roswell. I mean, I'm going to take. I'm almost going to take that as the uh, the tr- a truth at this moment. You know, because I don't think I know we talked about it in like last week, but. Um, that's going to be the basis for any other Roswell. You want to uh, you want to use that. You want to use that to build on. Yeah, it's, well, I'm just kind of thinking it to compare. You know, to what she said compared to what you know. I don't know how uh, what the but, other uh, Roswell uh, um, books are going to say, but I mean. Yeah, I think that's know. actually that's actually a good idea. That's a, you know, I think that's a really not, good idea. You know, the nine aliens, and you know the. The condition of the craft and the communication and um, just the basic things. I mean, any, but like you said, that's typical of the fifties. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, you know, I mean, but, I mean, I don't know. You know. So it's the chicken and the egg story. I mean, my papers and notes are a disaster. Uh, it's a chicken and egg story. It's like is 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 this because people saw these things and talked about them and it got integrated into the culture and into the entertainment media or is the enter entertainment media uh, infecting people inspiring people with ideas on uh, you know how to you know spin a tail yeah the, so yeah the bark, box, bark box toy has a big head and a small body and yeah. two guys yeah let's have a mouth all- with a Looks like a mouth that's open, though, so it's not really, um, you know, exactly like the description because it has a mouth and it's got a little smiley face while it's getting its guts. Around. Well, it want, they want it, it. They want it to be cute, so it looks cute. <laughs> so. And its eyes have those little dots, like the Disney. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or, the little <laughs> shiny, little shiny thing. Shiny, like it's like ah. <laughs> so yeah. So. Yeah, so yeah, everything's revolved around that, you know, whether it be true or not. Um, but you know, really, the with Roswell and the Rob and the Robertson report, Robertson, Robertson, um, Robertson. Really, the the panel's concluding unanimously that there's no evidence, like you just said, of direct threat or national security on the object side. And I mean, they're this unexplained phenomena in their opinion. I mean, they can't, they're not really um, saying that it's got a, a direct relation, that it's proof that there's UFOs out there, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've read this stuff a couple times and, and uh, the, the report and it, um, it's like looking at the, the Roswell site, the Roswell debunking site. Um, the stuff I was looking at the stuff for the witness to Roswell critiques just to glance over it, and I looked at some other other stuff like like saying Schmidt, you know, his had a falling out with his first author that he wrote books with, and um, 
he's they were saying a bunch of stuff but it's a lot of the critiques are they're like nitpicking and and this is the irritating system. Well, in the first Roswell book, he said that the thing crashed on July 4th. And in the second Roswell book, he said July 6th. Which date is it? He's made, uh, what's wrong? And it's like, what? <laughs> Dude, it's, it was it, 40 years ago. Um, you're, yeah. you're working with, trying to work with information from 40 years ago. Uh, see, he, and then there's, and these witnesses, they went back and they, they interviewed these people. And their story changed. Oh, okay. Like, like people do. Yeah, like yeah. people do. Yeah, you, you change in, with the multiple recitings, and and you sort of fill in the blanks and gaps and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it goes, and then they go, and so and so, and this person and this person recanted, but they don't sh- give, they don't link to the recantation or anything like that. So it's like, I I spent some time thinking about debunking, and it's like that just seems to be a I don't know what it is. Uh, it's just like it's people gain joy out of just going, "Oh, you're wrong. You're ah, yeah. yeah, you're wrong." Okay. No, people do. We well, just, how do you know, know you're wrong? Like you're just wrong because just, you said apples when you meant to say oranges. Yeah. So you're just wrong. Yeah. So yeah. So it just well, there's no the problem is with I mean with Roswell a lot of this Robertson report. There's no you can't like they say the absence of any quote unquote hardware. Uh, resulting from unexplained UFO sightings, they don't have any. You well, can't put your hand on it. Yeah, I mean I that's mean, that's, that's the problem. That's a big deal. I mean, it's a very big deal. And the uh, although we talked about it previously, there have been reports of material coming from UFOs, and some of the stuff has been analyzed. And I would say from um, the reports that I saw, there was a couple samples that were interesting. Like one of them was, they were saying that was a very high quality, I don't know, titanium or something, which is impressive. So who knows? And then another sample, there was something else about it. And then some of the, obviously some of the samples were just, you know, they, they look like slag or something. But then you come back when you, I mean, you come back and you look at these things and you get, you get alternative alternative reports on the same thing. It's hard to make out any information. Um, yeah, so, yeah titanium's kind of heavy. I don't know if you know, you're going to have a whole ship, unless it's a height, you know. Well, there was, like a little, there was like a little piece or something that they found, and yeah. it was analyzed. They said, well, it's very expensive to make this material. And there was like a, a piece of something that was a laminate metal, laminate steel. Yeah. So... Um, no artifacts is what they're talking about. Um, the films, they spent a lot of time. It's, I thought it was interesting that the, um, um, who was it? The PIL, the Photo Interpretation Laboratory, spent a thousand man hours analyzing this film. And they came to the, this is the, this is the professional uh, inter- intelligence interpretation laboratory for the Navy. And then the panel of experts said, nope, it's birds. So I thought yeah. that, they go, the, and the PIL said, objects sighted were not birds, balloons, or aircraft, were not reflections because there was no blinking while passing through 60 degrees of arc, and were therefore self, self-luminous. And then they had a whole list of critiques of their analysis. Um, but one of the things they did, they said uh, analysis... Uh, they said, "Do uh, go out to the site where the 
the the film was taken and do measurements under similar conditions and do an analysis and they never did it. So it's easy to throw out a lot of, this is a, I was seeing this was something else. It's easy to throw out um, a criti criticism, but when you say, well, you need to go out to verify the data and everything, and then they never do it. So go out. Oh, I know what, I know what I was thinking. It was the Gulf breeze thing with the, um, the reporter was saying they, they duplicated what the guy did. We duplicated, but they didn't. They weren't able to duplicate what the guy had, the pictures the guy had taken with the camera he used. They used a different camera under different conditions. And they go, oh, we duplicated what he had done. And we showed that he's a fraud. Well, here this panel was saying, go out and duplicate these conditions, do measurements, compare it to the original film, and then we'll see what uh, that will tell us whether or not what we're seeing is what we're, they're saying it was birds, the um, PIL was saying it was not birds, but they never did the experiment. They never went out and, and did that. They just, sent, just said, no, nope, no, nope, that's it. We're right. They're wrong. Do the experiment, and then nobody does the experiment. Yeah, it's methods of obtaining data. Of well, yeah. Because of unsuitability of the equipment and questionable assumptions. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, yeah. Well, know, it, it, yeah, it's the same thing. Um, and then they remember we they always ATIC was talking about placing out those uh, cameras, yeah, and and across the world or across the U.S. Or well, whatever. that Project Galileo yeah. is doing something, but with modern, sophisticated cameras with high resolution. And but they're saying it was a waste of time. They the panel said um, cameras are a waste of time, and then they were talking about Hynek with. Um, there was a, um, someone was doing an astronomical study and Hynek was trying to get them to move their camera to take pictures of a anomaly and they wouldn't do it. Yeah. So well, I, I think they were, they were concerned about the, when you were talking about placing the cameras across everywhere, they said it would bring too much concern, bring too much light to light of our concern about UFOs and, the public's perception of what that you know, would bring. You know, I mean, that was one of their concerns about that. They didn't want to. Yeah. You know, they don't want to do that. That's kind of saying that the government thinks they're really real. And yeah. People freak out. Well, that was, that was a big, uh, big deal. And this was a big critique of the Robertson panel. Well, there's two things that I've run across. One is that they always said the you know, the, UFO people that were saying that the government was doing a cover-up, <coughs> they were saying um, the CIA, also they were going, the CIA was involved, because in the, in the 1950s, uh, the CIA, yeah, turn this fan off, this 1960s, the um, CIA has an office, in, or had an office, I don't know if they still do, in Chicago, and there were sightings in the area, and people from the CIA office in Chicago were going out and talking to people. And apparently they were identifying themselves as CIA and saying, you know, you shouldn't talk about this. And that actually raised a bit of a stink. And there was a guy that was writing letters to um, uh, his congressman or senator uh, about this. And Oh, this was in the CIA memos, that book on the uh, CIA UFO memos. Right. And this, the guy was uh, writing a ton of letters about this to the CIA, and this guy was just like a thorn in the CIA's 
behind because they kept going, this guy keeps bugging us about this stuff. We just want him to shut up. Um, so, yeah, so the that was sort of a stink in the 50s because the CIA kept saying, no, we're not. In. Well, the CIA, CIA denies everything. So that's their job. They're supposed to, I mean, yeah. everything, they deny everything. That's their job. And so they said, no, we're not involved in UFOs. So when the uh, Robertson report came out in the 60s, they did a partial release and a partial release of some of the people that were involved in it. You know, it was like, oh, the CIA was involved in the the UFOs. It's proof of a cover-up. Yeah. Um, so Because they, they were asking about it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's proof of a cover-up, but the big... <laughs> Big well, that's critique. The that's the perception. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and the public's perception of everything. Well, the the big, another big issue with this report was the um, educational program, which was the panel's concept of a broad educational program integrating efforts of all concerned agencies. Was that it should have two major aims: training and debunking. Yep. So they. Um, and this comes back to um, the J.J. Abrams UFO documentary that was just on, uh, yeah. I think, HBO or something like that. And they, um, um, in the, I think there was three episodes of that, and like the second one where they were talking about the um, uh, misinformation for the stealth program in the 80s, and they drove some guy crazy, and... The one guy that used to be a, a sort of big wheel at MUFON thinks that it's all misinformation at this point about you know tests, special test test aircraft and stuff. And uh, um, but in that video, they were spent showed a lot of this old footage of like a magician, you know, doing tricks. Yeah. To so and that's the. Uh, that was the basis of the uh, debunking program set up by the Robertson panel was to, um, as in the case of conjuring tricks, there is much less stimulation if the secret is known. So what they wanted to do is they say they, through their education program, they'll like show you, and they do this because I have these articles from the 1960s, these other UFO magazines from uh, special issues from True Magazine. And it's it's the walk back. They'll they'll show like the UFO, and then they show you what it really is. It's really a balloon, like it's that a seagull. Yeah, it's, it's a seagull. seagull. It's birds. <laughs> well, it's like the they're shiny when you shine the light on them. Well, the <laughs> one of the the big videos that's just been released recently is the the rubber duck video, which is like forty minutes where a uh, drug interdiction plane is like filming balloons flying around at the border. Um, and that's been getting a lot of, uh, I think Chris Lado was talking about it and Mike West, maybe the, the usual suspects are talking about it. And even, uh, Louis Elizondo was saying that it was, he thought it was just balloons. I mean, it's like a, it's like a cluster of balloons. It's like, but there's, it's been getting a lot of, uh, um, at least YouTube video time on it. So, well, what is it? Is it a cluster or is it? It looks like it looks or? like a. It looks just looks like a thing of balloons, like you'd pick up in the grocery store, like four. Like party. Yeah, 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 and someone let it go, and then the plane was like following it, probably because um, yeah. they got nothing better to do since drug interdiction doesn't really happen. 
So <laughs> yeah, that the interdiction part doesn't. Uh, no, no, that never happens. Happen, but just not the interdiction. The interdiction, part. yeah. We spend billions of dollars on drug interdiction, <laughs> but we can't seem to find any. We can't seem to find anybody involved in it. We don't know what's going on. They're so, but we're spending billions of dollars on it. Uh, really, Bill, we don't want to run out of coke. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> no, the people are not going to. Yeah, yeah, it's not working when if you have enough money, you can order a tractor trailer of this stuff. Um, yeah, but we find it every once in a while. Yeah, so. Um, so, yeah, like you said, um, the trading name would be the result of proper recognition of unusually illuminated objects, balloons, aircraft, or suits, meteors, fireballs, mirages. Yeah, the debunking, you know, is really what they're. Yeah, I'm eating. Really what they're, they, yeah, they, really what they're, what they're doing. Well, yeah, and, and they, they talk. Wanna, they talk about Dr. Menzel, who's a physicist, the astrophysicist or physicist at Harvard, and he's written several debunking books, which I have, and we'll talk about it at some point, where he says everything is could be explained as various types of light phenomena. Well, I mean, no. Yeah. So yeah. So, but the thing that really strikes me is like, why are they spending? The, so. If something's not real, why do you need to spend so much time, effort, time, effort, and money proving it's not real? Well, the public is. I think there's a lot of pressure from constituents of politicians to, yeah, you know, to analyze the. I don't want to say a problem. This phenomena, you know, the mm-hmm. monkey. The aim of debunking is, you know, reduce public interest in flying sausage, which, you know, really today evokes a strong psychological reaction, which is, like, I'm quoting, I think. That. Yeah. Um, so, oh, excellent. excellent. Oh, I thought that I mean, was you. That was excellent. Was that pretty impressive? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, no, that's not me. Uh, <laughs> I don't have quite the education you do. Uh, so it'd be accomplished by mass media, such as television, motion pictures, and articles. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, the more UFO type movies um do you watch american horror story no no oh you have it's it's turned into an uh historical uh alien ufo in the the chapter that's on right now the latest uh, the latest this yeah the latest i don't know if they call it a chapter or whatever they call it the latest one that's out right now started yeah, start it from the beginning. They're all tied together, I guess. It, you know, Brandon and, and Debbie, if they've watched it from the... I mean, it's a, been on for quite a while. I mean, it's it's really... Gro- I mean, it, actually, the last one was like Vampire. It was all like kind of vampire-based, kind of, oh which I'm not a big vampire fan. My kid used uh, to watch that, but he stopped after a while. Yeah, the latest one, I would say skip them. And they watch only because it's it, it's got some... The uh, the tie-in between JFK, Marilyn Monroe, and JFK's alleged discussion of Marilyn Monroe about UFOs and her alleged uh, discussion with people about her discussions with JFK on UFOs, and then all of a sudden she gets suicide. I don't want to say she got suicide. suicided. Suicided. Yeah. She she committed suicide, and uh, but. Um, in this, you'll you'll see it in American Horror Story. It's it's what we all think happened, you know. Oh. And then, of course, Kennedy got assassinated yeah. because he, God. I yeah. don't 
I would not think that it was because of his. But Brandon wants to do. He, he's he's fascinated with the conspiracy theory that this is all tied to um, the UFO discussion, which will make a good episode for us to do together. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I'll check it out. Much, I don't know how many legs, how much legs I can get with that, but um, it's it's interesting. You know, it, it's an interesting thought. But you know, these guys. I mean, you know, the panel. You know, they're they're suggesting that they put together a panel, right, from this report for analyzing and evaluating reports. I mean, they wanted, and I don't know if this ever came to be, really, unless it was, I mean, you may have looked at this closer, but it was supposed, um, they wanted to put together, and Heineck, I think, suggested this, um, or Rupel, or Rupel unofficially, I'm sorry, Rupel unofficially proposed um for purpose of analyzing and evaluating reports, and it goes through a laundry list, and we'll read it all, of uh, department people to investigate. Um, and oh, yeah. Is that, sightings, is that the know. one with the... Yeah, he yeah, wants yeah. to get like an analyst. Yeah, evidence. Are you officers. looking at the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it. And then, you know, an ADC liaison, et cetera, et cetera, and a group leader. Um, yeah, they, um, they had favor. I don't know if that ever came to be. I mean, unless unless it, they could tie it in a blue book, is already with the blue book already have all this. Well, I, I, I think, think the the conclusion that that Rupelt was making in his book was that blue book was you know on the rise. They're going to be doing some serious things after this. And I think he had a really positive um, um, take on on this panel. And thought it was going to to be a boost for Blue Book, but as far as I could tell, uh, it ended up Blue Book just sort of got minimal budget. They got a couple new directors. We got a book. I think you picked up a copy, which is a debunking book. We should talk about that. Uh, not right now, but um, was one of the directors of of Project Blue Book, where he goes into great depth on the debunking aspect of it. And I'm just. Um, the thing that puzzles me is is the effort that so many sort of higher level people went into debunking this, and I, you know, they talk about in this this panel because they're worried about well, they were worried about overwhelming communication lines in case of a Soviet attack, uh, but that went away after a few years once they sort of like hardened all the communications from the military communications within the country. Right, and that was that was an easy fix. But they still uh, that other book came out. I mean, debunking books. Um, Menzel was still writing them in the seventies. The guy that was uh, running Blue Book after Rupelt wrote a debunking book with the, um, um, I think the the blessing of the Air Force because he's got his ti- his title his rank is in the title. And they they right. go go into that. I'll pull that down. We'll sh- we should talk about that soon. But they so they uh, and the budget that was one of the big complaints when uh, McDonald was uh, James E. McDonald that that asked um, he, atmospheric physicist was looking into UFOs and saying something's going on here. Uh, his big complaint when he would go to um, ATIC and and talk to people and stuff. He says their their budget is abysmal. Uh, he used to give Quint, Quintanilla. 
<laughs> Poor Quintanilla. He, this guy just hammered, hammered Quintanilla, Project Blue Book. And, you know, Quintanilla was a, a lifer... Um, officer in the air force and the poor guys he got stuck with this job and he's probably he's been mandated to you know be the major debunker and he's got this scientist coming in just railing at him because he's not uh, following up and on a lot of these um, reports there's that one report that i read in the um Status reports from Blue Books that just stuck with me was was the guy out in the desert near White Sands with the thing that he saw that sounded just like a Spielberg movie. Yeah. And this is a field grade officer, which means he was a major lieutenant colonel or a colonel. And this guy, I just can't imagine this guy filing a report. Um, and he was an intelligence officer at a base there, filing a report just for laughs. So... That one really stuck with me because here's this guy. He's driving from point A to point D in the desert. Saw this amazing stuff. And uh, this is not... White, white sands? Yeah, yeah. This is the one where the guy, he saw some sort of ship and things landed and lights. And he says he thought it was a military exercise. And it was like something right out of Spielberg's movie. And yeah, plug- the, I think we talked about, I saw that uh, yeah. on... on uh, YouTube, no, no, it was on Netflix, and this guy that it was a, the, he was not an officer. They he was driven out mm. to. A this is a different. This is Netflix. a different case. This is a different yeah, one. Yeah, but it's yes, it's similar. But it's similar. But it but it's White Sands. It's this guy saw aliens, you know, like a family. Yeah. With a little kid. Hello. And the kid picks up a soda can, and the mom says, "No, don't drink that." Don't drink that. And you know it's. We, I mean, it was the guy was bizarre. I mean, if you watch the, the interview, I'll try to find the interview and send it to you. It's uh, the guy's weird. I mean, it, it's an old <laughs> interview. It's an old interview, and you're, but the, but the, I mean, it's, it's who knows? But White Sands, I don't know. White Sands, I think is, and really, when we talked to, when we talked to, when Shirley Wright, we were talking about Shirley Wright last week. Uh huh. She mentioned, and it came back to me as I was mentioning, listening to the podcast. She's said that the aliens convey that they lived underground. I don't know if you remember that part. Yeah, and um, it, it, and that's kind of what I've been visioning. You know, which I don't want to get too weird. The hollow, uh, but, hollow Earth. Are you coming uh, back to the Hollow Earth? Not Hollow Earth, but at White Sands. Are they living? Did they? Did we? Um, I mean, there's like excavate as their cave system. I mean, there's there's rumors. Uh, already i don't know if you've heard of a, a cave system at white sands or somewhere no, out I, I haven't in the heard middle of, of nowhere yeah so it's you know they're living underground and they're like take regular the ships take off and they just go up i don't know where they're going probably a mother ship i don't know and uh, man, i don't know if shatner saw anything you know while he was up there for yeah five minutes in space his, his but, three, uh, three minutes of weightlessness did you see him yeah. interviewed afterwards I just brief. You mentioned that, and I don't, the interview I saw was just like two sentences. Oh well, I saw the. This was like this was the live thing right afterwards. We were talking to him. He was really. It was very very good. He was very moved by the experience. It was great to see. I mean, the guy was crying. Yeah. He was he was so moved by it. He was crying. He so. is well. You know, he's the he's and they kept referring. To we I know. Work about they kept referring to James Tiberius Kirk goes to Spain. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's awesome. Really, it's, it's, 
you know, and uh, oh, it's it awesome. Was bad, it was badass. You know, it it was badass. I mean, I I was like, oh wow, I want to see. Back in the day, and I tell people this, and I was discussing it yesterday that back in the '60s they have to have had a lot of rocket shots. You know, yeah. And uh, I remember my dad would would he would be late to work um, to and be made, and I would be able to stay and watch the 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 feed for the rocket shot. Um, and be late to school, you'd let me be. Oh, late. yeah, yeah, because they were and, all, uh, they're all so East Coast. The, yeah, so we could see the rocket shot. Yeah. And um, it was really, it was, I, I really that I enjoyed that. My dad was a big, he was, he believed in UFOs and aliens and all that, which is kind of weird because he was, that isn't his demeanor typically. Yeah. But he believed, he, well, he was what, what everybody says, well, it's a big, you know. The galaxy. He he probably remembered the uh, the, I mean, in the fifties. We've talked about this before. The fifties. This stuff was all over the radio, and and yeah. they had television shows. We saw the interviews on the early television with um, uh, Kehoe and Mike yeah. Mike Wallace. Um, they made that documentary that we talked about, which was a, talked about the the Washington um, UFO flap with. Um, the guy that was the PR guy at the uh, Chop. He was a PR guy right. at the Pentagon. Albert Chop. Yeah, where yeah. they um, they did a great dramatization of the the F eighty four catching up with the UFOs and the pilot going, "What do I do?" Yeah. Yeah. What do you? What do we do? What, now? what do I do? I'm right here. I know, yeah. yeah. I got the bear. What do I do with the bear? Yeah. Yeah. So. But you know, I don't know. There's a lot of. There's more on. You know, I, that I was watching, I caught another show while I was out in the, had my TV on the back, you know, of yeah. the Russian, there was one of a Russian, uh, I think it was a YouTube segment, Russian uh, pilot that discussed how he'd engaged, he went ahead and engaged back in the 60s or 70s. Uh-huh. I can't remember what aircraft, it was a, more, a later aircraft, a later jet, and uh, as he approached the uh, engaged the UFO, it just shut down his everything. It shut down all of his oh, I think know, I, weapon systems. Oh, that was. Uh, was I that think, they think they mentioned that in the. They mentioned something like that. Was it the Iranian pilot? Was it in the UFO? Yeah, was it? Yeah, in the that UFO? that, that uh, UFOs are real. Yeah. Is nineteen seventy nine documentary? Yeah, yeah, that one. So uh, it's a, that's a yeah, classic. That. That's a and, classic. You know, they uh, interviewed thing. this dude. You know, and it's. A, and I, I mean, I got to say, you know, typically a, a Soviet pilot wouldn't be one to make this shit up, as we say. Yeah. You know, I think he really believed that he, you know, it engaged a flying saucer. Well, it's like that re know? report in the uh, in the status reports, Blue Book, that old one with that field grade officer at White Sands seeing intelligence officer seeing something. I mean, there's no it's anonymous. They don't give his name or anything. But, um, I mean, that's, I mean, a field grade officer is not going to make up some sort of crap story. Um, I mean, why? No, so that, that yeah, report, yeah, that report really stuck with me because it, it tells me, you know, maybe there is some, well, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things. There's at least three physicists, um, very, uh, that have looked into this stuff and are saying, you know, there's some sort of phenomenon going on. And yeah, you know, they're 
looking into it now, starting. We're looking into it. So we we want to get our own spaceship, get going. <laughs> Go check it out ourselves. I remember back in the 70s, uh, my brother and I were wanting... I remember it was so prevalent in the news... The UFOs? We wanted, yeah, it was it was big when we lived, you know, we were down in the Bay Area. Um, er, early early 70s. Yeah, it was. That uh, was after 72 from what I'm seeing. It's like there we was. We were in junior high. We were, we were in junior high. Yeah, so it's early. Remember. Yeah. So they there was a, apparently after, there was like a big UFO things were happening in the 70s. Yeah, and it was here. It was in this in our area. Looked loved to resurrect some of the news because I we got it from the only source we really had was the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were was well, reading about it, and then it, you, you heard about it on the news. You, you had the Tribune. I had to deal with the review. So you, you I didn't see a lot of that yeah. in the review. So you, you, yeah. you saw it. You had the better newspaper. And um, yeah, well, yeah, the Chronicle. And yeah, the Chronicle. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did the Chronicle. The Chronicle definitely. You had the definitely. You yeah. had the better newspapers. So, um, it, I remember we wanted to build radar. Can we build radar? To, I mean, we were so serious about this, and you know, it's. And then your brother, uh, brother did radar. Now he's a radar expert. Yeah, now he's experted. Now he's a radar expert in working with the army. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it. Um, yeah, I really. That's how I kind of got into it. But it was, you know, it was. But they were there. I mean, they there was. It was a big deal. Whatever they were, who knows what it really was back then? It could have been an experimental aircraft. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, it was. A, it was a strange time because 1969 was the um, um, final report came out with the uh, Condon report, which said UFOs are nothing, and the government yeah. finally closed, shut down Blue Book, and the Condon. That whole thing was. Obviously, that that was a mess. The Condon thing was a mess. Um, yeah. And then um, uh, Carl Sagan was doing stuff about it. And then they had a National Academy of Science, uh, not National Academy, AAAS, American Academy of Arts and Sciences, had a meeting about UFOs in which Hynek and McDonald uh, participated. We have actually, I have um, a recording of their their talks from that. And uh, so it was. It was in the news. It was a big deal, especially after the Condon report came out and just basically shut everything down. Um, uh, NICAP was shut down. Um, so it's sort of interesting that the government was shutting all these things down, but then the sightings went through the roof. Yeah. So great. and then it was in the news even more. At least for your newspapers, I had to stick with the local small town. <laughs> Crappy, crap, crappy papers. Right? So I didn't see all the, the good articles. So all right, we we better wrap it up, sir. Yep. All uh, right. That's the Robertson report. Basically, we solved. They didn't yeah. really solve anything, but it was the report and the attention that uh, we gave to the issue or the possible issue of well, extraterrestrial. Well, just crap. just to, just to conclude, it's like the Robertson report was caused a. Peoples to um, the it shows that the government had an active sort of debunking program for UFOs, and uh, that the CIA was involved, which seemed to be a big deal to people at the time. So awesome! All right.
All right, thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Pro Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us at Facebook at alienprobe.net, Twitter, and Instagram at alienprobepod. Thank you for joining us again, Dr. Bill. I appreciate it. And yep. thanks for bringing the Robertson Report to us. And uh, thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. See you next time. Bye-bye. Can you use that? Okay, I don't know why. What the fuck? You can't, I can't get rid of you. What? You can't hang up? <laughs> hang on, it's the red guy. It's the guy with the... Says, no, red. I know. I know it's Dr. Bill, the red guy. But and then like, there's like a phone with an X. Oh, here it is. I got it. I you got, got it? You're going to hang right, up? Buddy. You're going to hang up? Hang up? Hang it up. Hang up? All right. Oh, he's gone.